Hello, John from the Lib Dem Podcast here. We are delighted to say that this episode is sponsored by Prater Reigns. Now more than ever, you need a professional-looking online presence and website. Prater Reigns have been helping Liberal Democrat campaigns succeed for 18 years. Their Lib Dem Foci package combines a website, social media and email system to help Lib Dems win. You'll receive great support from real people, fair pricing and a huge range of features to choose from. Prater Reigns are already the bespoke developers for Lighthouse, Lib Dem Draw Online and the LD Directory. They combine a talented system design with an unrivaled understanding of our party, our data and our systems. To find out more, check out the Prater Reigns website at praterains.co.uk slash liberal-democrats. Now, on with the podcast. Hello and welcome to the Lib Dem Podcast. My name is John Potter and today we're here at the launch of something very special within our party. It's the Shirley Williams Lectures. So this has come up just today. This is hot off the press and we've got two people who are perfectly uh, qualified to talk about it. We have the chair of the Shirley Williams Lectures, uh, Lord Mike Story. Hi, Mike. Hi, good to talk to you. How are you uh, doing? We've also got Tom Morrison, but you know he, he's uh, you know he's been on loads, so we don't need to introduce him. But uh, but Tom's also on the board of the committee of the Shirley Williams lectures. How are you doing, Tom? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, John. Everything all right with you? Yeah, absolutely fantastic. I hope everyone's getting ready for Christmas and being safe and sensible. But I suppose, uh, uh, Mike, we should talk. Come to you first. Just what are the Shirley Williams lectures, and why have you set them up? Well, it's, um, I go back to Liverpool, actually, and you remember in the dis- dim and distant past, there was a, a Liberal MP called one David Alton. And when David stepped uh, down, he became a professor of um, citizenship at John Moores University. And he set up a series of lectures and he named them the, 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 the Roscoe Lectures. And the great and the good, uh, liberally minded people, uh, would come and speak, and they had them at very. They had them in St George's Hall, and they were very, very popular indeed. And people would say things which you know, which they perhaps wouldn't say in other in other venues. Um, the problem was that you couldn't always hear what was saying if you were at the back of the audience. You didn't always catch the uh, the, the acoustics were so bad. So when we went into to, to lockdown, I thought to myself, you know what? Let's capitalise on our catastrophes. You know what can we do that will actually bring people together? Bring Lib Dems together and bring people who've got, you know, a liberally minded people who've got something really important to say, that opportunity to do so. So I talked to Tom about it and he thought it was a, a great idea. So we then um, set to, to make it happen and uh, we looked for a, a name and there were all sorts of cheesy names like Lib Dem Chatters or, you know, the, the Coffee Club, all these sort of uh, things. <laughs> You know, Shirley Williams is somebody who epitomises what what we're what we're about, and uh, we just thought, why don't we, you know, honour her name and call it the Shirley Williams Lectures, and they, they've come about. And there's an amazing, not just the the people who've been announced, but uh, there are other people in the pipeline who have agreed to do it, but we haven't confirmed the dates yet. So um, there is an amazing talent out there, and I think it will be give people an opportunity through uh, the remaining parts of lockdown and beyond, of course, because there is an intimacy about Zoom um, to actually get some fantastic speakers who have something important to say. And not only that, to actually engage with those speakers as well. So before I go and register Lig Dem Chatters uh, as uh, the domain name for that, because that's sounded quite good. Uh, so, Tom, why you, what, what's your involvement in this then? 
So, um, so Mike came to me with the idea, and I, as Mike said, I was just, I was like, this is a, this is a superb, superb idea. And and for me, the um, the 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 thing that I really liked about it was we're in this weird time in in politics where we have it's very divisive. It's very kind of the the right is pushing even further into the right wing, and the left, as we've seen with what happened with Momentum and Corbyn, is even pushing further. So there's this huge divide. And then we've also got this strange, this strange thing of like no platforming speakers. So if if you know we've got this mm-hmm. this weird thing in society now where if you if you don't agree with someone, you don't want to hear from them. And I just think that this is a real challenge to that. It's a it's a kind of a TED Talks um, kind of uh, feeling. And then the symbol of Shirley Williams, who was someone in a, an equally divisive time in politics, you know, with the Gang of Four, was someone that kind of came through and said, you know what, actually, we need to champion liberal progressive ideas and we're not going to be scared to, to speak our minds. So that was what I thought was, it was really good about it. Um, and in terms of, you know, what, what we brought since, we've got a really good committee now who are involved. So there's Mike, myself, Claire Halliwell, who's the chief exec of the uh, Welsh Lib Dems, of course. Um, we've got Colin Eldridge, who's a, a former parliamentary candidate and um, a bit of a, a business entrepreneur now. Uh, we have uh, Lisa Wellens, who's a, a party stalwart um, from the southeast, um, and is now runs her own uh, PR and marketing company. Um, and we've got uh, Rachel Martin, who is a the vice chair of the Cheadle Liberal Democrats, uh, and uh, Mark Jones, who is my former agent in Cheadle, who's who's helping. So we've got a really good kind of diverse group of people who are running this. Um, and uh, not just from the north, but from the south as well. Um, and I think the idea is we just want to just give a platform for some of our biggest, brightest thinkers um, and to talk about a whole host of issues, not just politics, but economics, sports, arts, broadcasting. If they've got an idea of how to change their sector or a vision for change, then we want to give them a platform to, to speak to our members about it. So who have you got lined up is the next question. I suppose that's what people will know. You've, you've talked, you've got some fantastic guests, some already booked in time slots and some are, are awaiting uh, the, actually the dates to be fixed. But who have you got lined up? Uh, go on, Mike, you can announce. <laughs> oh, sorry, well, we'll, we'll also, so we're obviously going to have to kick off with Ed Davies. So Ed, Ed is going to be the, the first speaker in, in, in January. So remember, this is a different speaker each month. So 12 speakers through, throughout the year. Uh, and amongst the speakers, we, we on the, if you like, on the, uh, we've got uh, Nick Clegg, who's not going to speak particularly about uh, Westminster politics or UK politics, but is going to sort of um, talk about, uh, well, I'm not going to spoil what he's going to say because it, it would, it would, um, it would give that, uh, it would spoil it. So Nick Clegg is, is down to speak. Um, we've also on the, on the sort of, uh, well, you carry on, Tom. I'll yeah. So we've got um, Jürgen Meyer is going to be speaking in February. He's going to be running a, a lecture on the future of trade um, post-Brexit. Uh, as you know, Jürgen is the former CEO of Siemens and is a board member of the Northern Powerhouse Partnership. So he is um, immensely qualified to be talking about uh, the challenges that we face in terms of trade. We've uh, delighted that Floella Benjamin is confirmed um, and we haven't got a date for her. Uh, well, we're, we're holding on to that date for the moment. Um, and she is going to be hopefully, well, with her experience in broadcasting, particularly, I think that will be really fascinating. Um, and then my the one that I'm really, really looking forward to is um, Callum Skinner. And Callum is um, a gold-winning Olympian. 
uh, who was one of the, the, the heroes of the cycling team that we were cheering on um, during those times in the Olympics. And um, he also, more importantly, he led the, the charge. He, he was the, the front, kind of the, the front battler against Russian doping. And um, I'm absolutely fascinated to hear his thoughts um, about the future of sports and, and potentially the ethics around sports as well. So um, we've got this good, good group. And you know what? I think it's, I don't want to, you know, as Mike said, I don't want to spoil things, but in the pipeline, we've got speakers, you know, if you think about those speakers that go, wow, we've got some speakers that we're about to announce where it's going to make your jaw drop. You know, this is a, some of the top liberal, most progressive uh, thinkers, you know, in the UK and, and the world, we're going to be having on this uh, platform. It so, might also be worth saying that um, I think we've got something like about seven or eight of the speakers lined up. It might be worth saying that if, if somebody, if, if one of your listeners has somebody they think really deserves to be part of the, the Shirley Williams lectures and has something really important to say and they know that person and they think that person would, would be interested in taking part, let us know. Yeah. You know, uh, Richard Kemp, if you're listening, it's not, that doesn't include you. That just, you, know, <laughs> you know, he's always wanting yeah, well, another gig. Well, Richard Kemp was on the telephone straight away saying, have you booked me in? <laughs> <laughs> Why is that not a surprise at all? <laughs> But so, will what's the nature? Will this just be like, say, uh, just a, a lecture, like you said, like the TED Talks? Will there be a chance for engagement for the people that turn up to the lectures? What what's kind of the process of these lectures going to be? I think the, 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 the sorry, go on, you go. Tom. No, okay. Right. Uh, so the criteria would the criteria really is we we want first of all the, the people who are going to speak are. Uh, not churning out sort of uh, speeches they've said before. They're, they're going to speak speak about something important to say. They want to use this opportunity to speak about something important, uh, something which will really engage uh, the audience. And they'll speak for 30 minutes, 40 minutes, depending on, on, on timings. But then, as you rightly say, we want the audience, the people who've joined, to be able to engage with those speakers, ask questions and to make comments. This podcast has been sponsored by the Katora Coffee Club, the UK's most environmentally friendly coffee club. There are over 400 independent roasters in the UK, each one crafting coffee in their own unique style. Katora Coffee Club works with some of the best to take you on a voyage of coffee discovery. The Katora Coffee Club delivers ethically sourced and independently roast coffee directly to your door. Each month you'll receive between two and four bags of coffee and their monthly extract magazine. With Christmas around the corner, their gift boxes are a perfect present for the coffee lovers in your life. Even better for Lib Dem podcast listeners, use the code BETTERCOFFEE to save 5% on subscriptions and gift boxes for a limited time only. They also have a number of V60 gift sets worth £8 to give away. All Katora Coffee Club boxes are carbon negative and offset the CO2. So why not do some good, enjoy some great coffee and check out the website www.katoracoffeeclub.com. Now, back to the podcast. Suppose uh, what people will listen is, okay, so how do, they, how do they find out about this? How do you become a member of uh, the Shirley William Lectures? So you could join by, you visit www.shirleywilliamslectures.org.uk um, or find us on Facebook. 
and um, there is two uh, options of joining. You can either join for a monthly uh, monthly fee of £10 a month, which will give you access to all of the lectures and past recordings as well, and those Q&As that uh, Mike was talking about. And we're also uh, going to be doing two specials each year at each um, Lib Dem conference, so the Spring Conference and Autumn Conference. And when we're finally allowed out of our Zoom cages and we're allowed to meet in person, we will be holding those then as well. Um, or you can do an annual membership, which is £100 for the year, which gives you a £20 discount. Works out We worked out about £8.33 a lecture um, and gives you all the, the same access uh, that we're talking about as well. And makes wonderful Christmas presents. Fantastic Christmas present, yeah. <laughs> oh, I better get this recording out today then. Right, that's just, you know, <laughs> yeah. If I leave it till next week, we're done. Um, yeah. but, but, um, I, I should just point out, it's, it's really interesting because one of the things that's been has come up time and again over recent years is what is the Liberal Democrat identity? What, are, what is our purpose? What are we for? Where do we fit in? in the modern spectrum of politics here in Britain? And actually, in these sorts of lectures are designed to give us answers to that or provoke thought towards getting answers to that. So, and I assume that's one of the reasons you're doing it as well. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think just going back to what I said at the beginning, you know, we've, there's a real challenge in society at the moment between, you know, these very kind of extreme viewpoints between right and left. And I think there is a huge, there's a huge gap where people feel politically homeless, where I'd even say that, you know, maybe even some Liberal Democrats feel a bit homeless at the moment, because, you know, as you said, what is the question of what do we believe in? And this, this offers an opportunity for, um, for some of the kind of the top thinkers to come forward, put forward their case, put forward an idea, and perhaps start those debates and conversations with Liberal Democrat members, which then can turn into, potentially turn into policy, and, and start shaping that, that ideological kind of backbone for the party, yeah. I have to ask, you did ask Shirley Williams if you were allowed to use her name. Absolutely. <laughs> she didn't just wake up, hang on, what's this? <laughs> that is, so, yeah, absolutely. So, so, what, so what's next then? So what would, you like, what would you like to say to people other than, you know, come on board, give it a try? Would you say, go to the Facebook page, see what it's about? It looks like it's going to be a fantastic event for members to be a part of. Yes, I mean, I, I come on, we, we, we've set this up in very difficult circumstances. And also, as, as Tom has rightly said, we're at a, a, a stage in our uh, life as a, a political party where we have a new leader. We have seen some difficult times in, in recent years, and it's time for really to, 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 to rethink and to use those thinkers as prominent thinkers to come come forward with ideas which get that that debate uh, going and I don't know where this is going to lead I don't think any of us know where this is going to lead but what I do know is that that debate and discussion should not just happen at in parliament or in council chambers or indeed at party conferences they should be part of the fabric of, of, of Lib Dems and you don't have to be on a, a boring um, party committee to, to be involved and to be part of those those debates. But this will be an opportunity for for people to be motivated by those important uh, speakers in the Shirley Williams lectures, but also to be able to contribute. And because it's being recorded, we can we can look back at what people have said. And I suppose I can't let you go, uh, Lord Story, without asking you how things are in Parliament. Really, as uh, as 
do you think you are going to be back in uh, over New Year to vote on any sort of Brexit deal? Well, I don't know. I should tell you this, John, but since we well, have, I can always edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I'm going to tell you now. Well, of course, we have um, remote as well as having you know Zoom or or or, or team. Uh, virtual sessions of of, of uh, the House of Lords. We also vote remotely, and uh, I have to tell you, Lib Dems are very good at voting remotely, and we seem to win every division going. So I guess the Tories will be praying for us to get back into Parliament and then scrapping uh, remote voting because uh, we have been very, very, very adept at making sure that we win those divisions. Um, but on a more serious note, I mean, it is I. I've, I'm a, you know, my party spokesperson in uh, on education in the House of Lords, and I'm also a whip. And uh, sitting in front of a, a screen for several hours, not having that personal contact, not, not having that, you know, that, that that proper engagement becomes very, very debilitating. And uh, I do look forward to to being able to go back and having proper human contact. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose, and, and from an education point of view, again, I can't really let you go without asking just. Gavin Williamson seems to be the new, you know, uh, just poster child of incompetence, really. You know, I thought Chris Grayling was bad, but Gavin Williamson's getting up there. Yeah, I mean, he's in the league of failing Grayling, isn't he? I mean, he's just, everything he touches just goes goes wrong. I mean, he, he must be one of the worst secretaries to take for education we have ever had. I mean, he's just appalling, absolutely appalling. And right when we need someone who is competent because schools are really struggling. And I have to, and going on, I mean, Tom, you by all means come on this as well. The, obviously, it's been announced about, you know, trying to get school teachers to do testing in schools, which is utterly ridiculous. You can't get, school teachers aren't allowed to put plasters on children and yet now want COVID tests. I mean, what, what, is, what are the government thinking? I just had a, um, a meeting with a, a head teacher um, and... Uh, literally just before I came onto this onto this podcast and um he was talking through everything that they know that they need to be doing but haven't been given the guidance of it yet so there's there's just an email that's gone out I think this morning basically telling all head teachers this is what we'll be expecting you to do um their their school has to turn into a testing center um there is new uh new guidelines apparently coming out on when schools are coming back, there's this kind of staggering of schools coming back. He's not sure where he fits in with this. And then right at the end, he said, and I suppose I'm going to have to do some teaching at some point. And that's basically where it is. It's just the, the, the schools are being treated absolutely appallingly by this government. And they're being taken for granted. They're absolutely being taken for granted. It's a totally sort of dad's army approach, isn't it? You know, and it's sort of... Well, nobody is. If 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 the Secretary of State actually engaged with with teachers and the teacher unions, and not just the teacher unions, but you know teachers generally, uh, they would be more than happy to try and actually get children into school and make it work properly. Because we do know that by children not being in school, the disadvantage gap is is widening, widening dramatically but just to sort of decide you know on a high that we're doing this in a very cack-handed way is just not the answer I mean it is right that we should be we should be testing but why have we not been doing that before one of the lessons we learned in Liverpool and um, <laughs> because of what I say here but uh, our uh, 
our, our elected mayor was uh, uh, engaged with government and uh, we got a sort of mass testing regime, which has been absolutely stunning, I have to say. Um, you know, we've had uh, the NHS has sent everybody over 60 a, a testing kit. We've had centres all over the city, I think 20 centres at one stage, ask you to test once a week. Uh, they've identified something like 900 asymptomatic uh, uh, people. And we are let numbers have absolutely dropped dramatically. And so we're now in, in category two. Now, if we can do that in Liverpool, why could we have not planned carefully and thoughtfully to do that for the education system and particularly, for example, students? So, again, we had the ludicrous situation of deciding that students were going back to university, but no thought about testing them before they came back to university. So when they returned to you know, 70,000 students in Liverpool, when they returned living in communities, uh, it, they're going to create all sorts of problems. So the poor students were then locked up in their halls of residence. Mm -hmm. Just again, cack-handed, no real thought through of how we make this, organise this properly. And then, and then to also say, going back to the schools issue, uh, what Tom was saying, not only have they had no guidance, but also the same things like the teachers saying, with what staff? How we spoke, you know, what, what magical mass of staff do you think that we are not using at the moment? It, but mm -hmm. it's just, but I want to kind of end this on a, on a pleasant note though, because we, as much as the, the government is trying to ruin our mood ready for Christmas, we, I should just say, thank you both very much for coming on. Uh, do go check out the Shirley Williams lectures.org.uk or the Facebook page, as Tom has said. Uh, it looks like it will be a fantastic event. And on behalf of the Lib Dem pod, regular hosts like me and Tom, say just say to all our listeners or people that download the podcast or watch on YouTube or Facebook, just have a very Merry Christmas. Thank you very much for listening over the year. We are going to come back, aren't we, Tom? We're having a review of the year, a review of the year episode in between Christmas and New Year where some outtakes might be shown with the ones that we with the ones that we can. <laughs> not, not until I sign them off. <laughs> <laughs> but do have a fantastic Christmas, everyone. Do stay safe. Uh, I would say don't eat and drink too much, but after the year we've had, maybe it's a, you're allowed to this one time. Um, but thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back with another episode very soon. <laughs>